Welcome, and thanks for listening to this new podcast called The Playlist Project, a podcast where we learn about people through music and learn about music through people. I am Stacy C., and Podcast for Me started as mixtapes, recording songs off the radio with a quick trigger finger on the record button. Mixtapes, or playlists, can be for yourself or to give to someone else. In this podcast, I hope to share songs and people with you. Today on The Playlist Project is my ride or die, Lucy. So hi, Lucy. How are you? I am excellent. Give me a rundown of how we know each other. Drunk horror. Uh, yeah. It, in the simplest of terms, we met doing Color Guard, which if you don't know it, you don't really know it and you won't <laughs> understand it. And if you know it, you're like, yes. Um, I tell and... people it's the, have you ever seen a parade? They're like, yeah. I was yeah. like, do you see the people with the flags? Yeah, that's Color Guard. They're like, yeah. oh. And I'm like, only much different. <laughs> On steroids. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, bonded through the, I wouldn't say tortures of drum corps, but the rigors of drum corps is a better word. Um, specifically, the movie The Three Amigos. Like, oh. we quoted the movie together one day almost at the same time. And from there, it was just history. That's true. That's true. Best, nice. best friends since a plethora of fun in 06, 5, 7? Yeah. Yep. Years, many years ago. Many years ago. Many. Um, and what I like to tell people is that we're best friends even after living together. Yes. And people are like, oh, damn. Here we are. Yes. And <laughs> uh, badge of honor for me is like, per you, being the only person who can actually get away with razzing your husband. True. You've yes. known him as long as I have. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I asked Lucy here to uh, bring me some songs to talk about your playlist. Uh, so let's get to know your, like, music sense for a little bit. I'll oh, ask you okay. a couple of questions, yeah. and so people can get a, um... This should be interesting. A view of maybe who you are musically. We'll just go through a couple of these. What was your favorite band or group when you were a kid? First memory that comes to mind when I was a kid was trips to Maine with my parents. And I'm talking, like, five, six years old. They would play the Beach Boys, like greatest hits of the Beach Boys all the time. So I wouldn't call it like my favorite band. But once I started getting my own identity, the first band I fell hard for was Hanson. Nice. Not going to lie. They might be on the list. I am excited. I'm excited now. Uh, what was your favorite concert? Oh, man. That's super tough. Oh, God. Favorite concert, the first one that I would have to say comes to mind, was probably Metallica in Boston in 09. Mm -hmm. um, we had box seats. You were there. Yep. My sister was there. My sister's now husband was there. Mm -hmm. um, box seats for Metallica. We walked into Boston, so it was in Boston, at the TD Bank North Garden. I don't know if you can actually say that name. Yeah. Um, but uh, we walked into the city camped out at a bar for the AFC Championship Games. That's And NFC Championship Games. Um, <laughs> which the Patriots lost and we almost died because we were in a bar as not Patriot fans. No, the And then Patriots, we went to the concert. The Patriots weren't losing. The Steelers were losing. And the Patriot fans were razzing the Steelers. And so I, get, I get up and I say, you know, something about... You said Tom Brady sucks. Tom Brady's still injured, I think. And the entire bar goes completely quiet, and I thought we were going to die. Yeah. And I just hit my face, because why would us, you know, relatively... Anybody do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So I would say that was a that was a favorite, because it was like an all-day thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, my favorite show as well. Nice. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, I mean, unsurprisingly, Metallica shows. Yeah. It's going to be my favorite show. Uh, okay, and then lastly, tell me about a playlist or mixtape that you received. One that I received. You know, it's it's funny because all the ones from high school were, like, terrible because we were in that age of, like, LimeWire and, and whatever, and I know you have strong feelings about that. <laughs> um, and so, like... We survived the era of, like, downloading something for 17 hours just to have it crash the last, like, three seconds. Um, I never did that because my parents would have killed me. Um, so I received <laughs> horrible mixtapes from friends. But I, I would have to say one of the coolest ones I got was from you. You, like, gave me an assignment one time to come up with a bunch of songs and make a playlist for you. Yep. And you gave me your list. And it had, like, so many deeper tracks or unique songs on it. And mm -hmm. that's where... You put a lot of time and effort into your playlists and I a do. lot of thought into it. And so I was like, this is how I need to, like, model future playlists <laughs> and, like, see if there's what the architecture to this format is. My biggest uh, concern when I make playlists is that songs flow well into mm -hmm. each other um, so that you're not listening to... I have never put a Backstreet Boys song on a playlist, but you're not listening to Backstreet Boys, and then, like, a Queen song comes on next. Right. It's just, it's not going to flow well. You can put both songs on there, but, like, put the Backstreet Boys with the poppy stuff, and then put the Queen with, like, some other sort of, like, deep track or whatever. But, yeah, actually, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this podcast is because I do really like playlists. Yeah. I like to learn about people mm -hmm. and what sort of music that you or anybody else uh, likes and... And so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And even though we've exchanged playlists before, I don't know what's on your list. And I think the thing, so one thing to understand about me is I have no midline when it comes to, like, doing things sometimes. I'm either hyper-focused on a topic mm -hmm. or it is complete grab bag. So I went complete grab bag I'm, this time. Yeah, I'm thinking we're going yeah. ladder on this one. Oh, yeah, we're going ladder on this one because I started going down the rabbit hole of laser-focused <laughs> and being like, songs from Winter Guard shows that I love. Covers of songs, songs by males, strong female artists, too much, too yep. much. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope to eventually get to a point where there are themes, but... All in due time. There's plenty of music out there. That's true. Speaking of playlists, what do you have for me? Give me the first song. What All are right. We, what are we doing? First song is, it's it's a Desert Island song for me. Like, if, if I right. had only five songs to listen to for the rest of my life... This would definitely be one of them. It is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a desert island song. So this one makes the list because um, I was afraid you were going to ask this question, but a while ago you asked me, what's one of your first music memories? Mm-hmm. And I actually um, remember this song distinctly from when I was a kid because I'm the youngest of three. My siblings are seven and nine years older than me. Mm -hmm. So by the time my parents got to parenting me, they were like, whatever. Like, they didn't care. They were tired. Whatever. <laughs> so I watched Wayne's World at the age of eight. Yeah. And, like, loved the movie. Didn't understand half of it. But distinctly remember, I fell in love with the movie and the song at the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. when it comes in. This is one song where I love a good cover. I will fight you. There's if no... You, there is no covering this song. There is no redoing it. There is no... You can remaster. You can re-release. I've never actually queen. heard a cover. <sighs> oh, okay. You have and been disappointed. That makes sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> any marching band ever? Never heard a good oh, marching yeah. band, drum corps, no. 
brass band, anybody, any instrumentation of this song, I apologize to all of you dearly. You, you gave it your best effort. I will fight you. There is nothing other than Freddie Mercury yep. on the song, not even Adam Lambert. I didn't realize this was in the beginning of Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. I thought it was, like, deep in the heart of the climax. Like, yeah, I know. There's one part where it hits the end of the song and it slows down, and... Dana Carvey didn't actually know the lyrics, so he's like mouthing it and they left it in the movie. And apparently, like reportedly, Dana Carvey was super pissed that they left him like fake lip syncing where you do that kind of like fish mouth thing. The watermelon, watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, that's so embarrassing. And it's still in the movie. So if you ever watch it, I bet you'll you'll see that now. Oh man, Bohemian Rhapsody. Indeed. It's a Ride good or die song. That's true. That's true. The the headbanging part, I feel like this maybe is not true for everybody because I know a lot of us grew up with older parents who had that song come out when they were kids. But I don't know a lot of people whose like initial Bohemian Rhapsody experience was not Wayne's World. That's true. Like, nobody was just like, yeah, I just heard it on the radio when I was listening to Warm 101.3, right? Like, Right. No. Well, and I think, unfortunately, Timing of Life, Wayne's World came out not too far before or after Freddie Mercury passed away. Oh. From AIDS-related complications. And right. so, like, the song either had a, it, it had a resurgence for sure, but I don't, it, just the timing of it was really weird and how that happens. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember being very confused by that movie, but liking the headbanging part. Dude, the movie had a great soundtrack, though. That's true. There are there are a lot of songs from Wayne's World I would probably stake one of these podcasts on alone. Fair. Ballroom That's Blitz. Fair. That was the first time I heard Ballroom Blitz was movie because soundtrack of Wayne's World. Songs. Exactly. Oh, no, we're in trouble. <laughs> okay, what is the next song you've got for me? So the next one, I Love Me A Good Cover, um, and this one um, kind of comes out of left field, so... 30 Seconds to Mars mm, okay. actually covered the song Stay, which was originally done by Rihanna. And so it's a very passionate song and a very powerful song from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. But from Jared Leto's perspective, like, I just love the raspiness to his voice. Mm-hmm. It's a great cover and it's it's stripped down. Like, it's not... 30 Seconds to Mars always usually has all of this stuff in their songs and like, you know, that background chorus, you know, that one song with the background chorus. Yeah. That's every song. That's every song. Um, almost. So it's a, it's just, it's a nice stripped down song. You hear the raw vocals of Jared Leto mm-hmm. and I really love the track and it's, it's great. And they're great in concert. They sound exactly the same on a CD as they do in concert. It's sometimes good that. and bad. Well, it's better, better to sound, as long as you don't sound worse. <laughs> that's that's the key thing. Don't sound worse. Right, I feel about it. Something in the way you move makes me feel like I can't live without you. It takes me all the way. I want you to stay. I did not, 
I don't even recognize his voice in that. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great song. Like, And so the thing about a cover that gets me is I, or not even just a cover, but I really appreciate when a heavy band can go lighter or when a light band can go heavier. So like yeah. that complete opposite, you know, to what their norm is, is yeah. one thing I really appreciate. And like, I think when I first heard that song, I was at work, it was a super stressful time. And like, <laughs> I stopped out in my tracks and just like was staring, listening, staring off, listening to the song. Nice. And so like, that's when I know that like a song gets me. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it'll stop you on the first try. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes for sure. it takes two or three times to hear a song mm-hmm. or it, like it just gets in your earworm. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I hear you on that. That's a good one. I like that one. Okay. Give me another one. What do you well, got? Number three. Number three. Number three. Trace. So taking it back to the band I mentioned previously, Hanson. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Listen, people. I know. I Here's know. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Let me pull up my soapbox and step on it real quick. Forget Middle of Nowhere, which was their initial album. They were all prepubescent. Unless you really like chipmunk sounds, forget that album. <laughs> there are great things and great videos, and it put them on the map. That was great. But really start with their sophomore effort, which was this time around. Because okay. they were a little older, not by much. It didn't do well, but that's when they started like doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. This is, this is how much I know Hanson. They were recently on The Masked Singer, and I saw a clip oh. on Facebook. Don't watch the show. Whatever. <laughs> saw a clip on Facebook, heard the first note of somebody singing, and I was like, that's Hanson. I will put $20 on that being Hanson. <laughs> and your husband. Your husband looked at you and went, no, I'm not betting that. <laughs> and my cousin also said, no, I'm not betting that. And I said, that's Hanson. I know that. So... The, the one song that comes to mind is, it's called If Only. It was okay. from their sophomore album um, this time around. Um, they do their own writing. They play their own instruments. At a time where you had to have hair gel, matching outfits, and synchronized dance moves, they had the sweet, sweet harmonies and didn't need any of that for their sweet, sweet harmonies. So that's why I really fell in love with that band when I was younger. Nice. Um... They made long dude hair look cool way before it was. Yes, and then they cut it all <laughs> off and looked even better once they did that. That's true. Says 17-year-old me. So this song actually is great because diversity in their music, you know, like not many people at the age of 18 can rock a harmonica solo to rival Blues Traveler, <laughs> who they've also collaborated with. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't until today, actually. So I, I did, you know, a little research. But they're just, they're they're a great band. Their music gets better with age, like a fine wine. And they also came out with a beer in 2013 called M-Hops. Monica solo Batman. Told you it was not not too shabby. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I remember because we've talked about Hanson before. Yes. Um, about how they are a good band, mm-hmm. and that they they're like Umbop kind of defines who they are to a lot of people. Right, and then I think they got lost in the shuffle of like preteen, and then like InSync and Backstreet Boys, and all of the other ones happened, and it was just. People could not resist, I guess, the ramen noodle hair of Justin Timberlake (laughs) at the time. He's gotten, thank God, that's no longer a thing. But 
good for, you know. So I think they got lost in the shuffle and their second album didn't do as well, but that's unfortunate because that's where they um, started taking off, you yeah. know, I think maturity wise with their mm-hmm. music. And then from there, they've just kept going. So, yeah, you know, they don't need to do a reunion tour because they've kept going. That's true. No reunion tour for Hanson. Okay, so that was three. Yeah. That was trois. Uh, tres. Cuatro. That's four. Yep, that's four. You're, you <laughs> took French and I took Spanish. I think that was the difference. Um, so now we're getting back into like a little more of my normal wheelhouse. So okay. um, this song is Rope by Foo Fighters. Oh, the Foos. Love the Foo Fighters. You love the Foos. I do. Okay, listen. Here's, I had this like. This is not my judgy face. I had this intellectual thought a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, where would the world be if Kurt Cobain was still here and Nirvana was still around? Yeah. Like, would that bond between Dave Grohl and Kurt Cobain have lasted? Would Nirvana yeah. have lasted? Like, where would we be now? But unfortunately, that happened, but thankfully, it brought us the Foo Fighters. So, yeah. you know, it's. You got to take the the bad with the good and vice versa. And so this song is great. You will find this interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. The album this was on was called Wasting Light. The whole thing, Wasting Light, was recorded in Dave Grohl's garage. Nice. On only analog equipment. So So basically he went back to being a garage band for this album. Cool. Yeah. Dave Grohl was also the drummer for Queens of the Stone Age, right? Definitely their one song that was like big on the radio. Um, And... Dave Grohl, I don't know if anybody else has rooked in to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Nice. Eligibility. Foo Fighters are going in this year, and he rooked in with Nirvana. I was trying to figure out what that word you were saying was. Rookie? Yeah, rookie. Oh, okay, all right. Like you rook oh, in. You get in the rook year. Yeah, the first year you're eligible to get into any you, sort of Hall of Fame. In. I like this term. Yeah. This term, yeah. rook in. I don't I've know where it came from. Cliff and I have always just said it. I feel like your husband yeah. watches a lot of Sports Center. Side note. All right, here's some foos. Indeed. You know, we were talking about this as the song was playing. I the foos are not a bad band. They're actually a really good band. Yeah. But unfortunately, I worked for a radio station in the early 2000s, and I heard one too many Foo Fighters songs. Yeah. And so there, I can I can see their talent. I can appreciate. It. We actually mm-hmm. I was jamming to that guitar solo that um, was in the middle there. So yeah. I mean, good pick. I like it. I yeah. Mean, I like everybody's picks. This is the whole thing. <laughs> is we get to share music. We get to share songs. I like to know that right. you like the foos. Yeah. Well, and so, like, for anybody who either jumped on the bandwagon for, what was it, All My Life, and, like, those four songs from Everlong. that one album, just look, listen to something previous or after that, because yeah. they, again, they get better with age. I like the bands who have the longevity and keep going with the creativity and, like, yeah. know enough to grow that people have come in and out of that band and, like, they're still strong and they've all gotten back together. Uh, all right. Well, that was that was song number four. Yeah. Which means you got one more for me. Totally going rando. So Love you it. mentioned um, earworms earlier, which is another thing that like totally gets me. So uh, this song it's called "Come Along" by Cosmo Sheldrake, and this sure. song started as an earworm because it was in a commercial in 2018 that was like 
on heavy rotation. So what happens to me in these situations is I get these earworms and then I'm like, okay, the next time that commercial comes on or whatever, yes, commercials still do exist. Um, <laughs> I try and find a piece of the lyric and thank God for Google or search engines or whatever, uh-huh. type in the lyric and then I find the song. And like this one is really cool listen from start to finish. The guy's got a really unique voice. It's a catchy tune. They use the perfect sample of the song for the commercial, which is the clip that you'll play mm-hmm. or hopefully you'll pick. But, um, you know, it, it caught me. I listened to the song and then it was one of those tunes that like for two days, I just had it on repeat. And I was just like working to the song for two days because it's a catchy tune. Nice. Yeah. Listen up and you won't go wrong again. Was along on the first the song and then get to where the two ends That is a total rando. Very. It's good though. But follow the earworms. Like I have found so many good songs just because I'm like, I've heard this song. It's caught my ear. Let's do it. So yeah. follow the earworms. Do you have a song of the moment? What's my song of the moment? Um, My song of the moment has to be Mona Lisa uh, by Panic at the Disco. Definitely a beltable tune. Like I could picture, I could picture driving along to that song for sure. Yeah, I would say that Panic is definitely one of the. I'm sorry, Panic at the disco. Well, don't put the exclamation point in your name if you don't want people to say it that way. <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of those bands that like I really want to do a deep dive and really get into it. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine who's a big Panic fan. Um, mm. Give me a list of like her top five songs just because nice. I wanted to sort of like see what the the breadth of music was so yeah no no I'm excited so I always love sitting down with like super fans of yeah. groups just to be like you get you get the trivia that way and you get the um the deep tracks too because yeah. that was always my thing I, I really liked deep tracks of artists well when we do a theme week I'm in. You're in. We'll have you Any back. Any theme you want, I can nail it. I'm sure. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. If you want to hear these songs in their entirety, follow the Playlist Project Podcast playlist on Spotify or click the link in the description. Thanks for listening.